Hi everyone, welcome to the third episode of Lifetimes with Carissa Santos, the podcast. Today's guest is my friend Veronica, who recently graduated from NC State. Yay! Yay. <laughs> I'm so happy for you, V. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh my god, finally graduated after four yeah. years. <laughs> well, thank you for being here. And so today we are going to talk about what it's like to grow up in a different country and how that shaped us. There is a story behind every decision to migrate. What was your story? Yeah, um, the reason behind my family moving, I guess it's due to like a job opportunity given to my dad. Mm -hmm. And, you know, ultimately, I guess he took it so that his children, my brother and I, um, can have a better chance at a good future, you know, American dream. Yeah. Um, A little backstory. I'm originally from the Philippines. That's Mm -hmm. where I was born. And it's, you know, the motherland. And in 2005, when I was like six, turning seven, we moved to Singapore first. Mm -hmm. How was that? Oh, it was amazing. Oh, my gosh, Singapore. But I don't really remember as much about like the move there because I was only six. Yeah. But whatever I remember, it's all good memories. (laughs) Oh, for sure. When you're young, it's actually easier to adapt to your new environment yeah because you're constantly learning yeah that's so true and when I first moved oh yeah this is funny um I did not know any English at all so I do not know how I survived that or how I went through that funny how you mentioned that because when I moved to the U.S. I was only about seven or eight and Mm -hmm. I also did not speak a single word of English (laughs) or probably did but it's like care about English yeah and it was (laughs) so bad that I was forced to constantly watch movies and read books I think that's how I learned it yeah definitely that's how I learned too. like watching shows movies when I moved here I don't know what did what words did you know I knew yes and no (laughs) I think that's about it and it's so funny because you I mean you also don't have anyone to speak Tagalog to yeah so you'll be forced to learn the language yeah definitely that's how I learned like at home you speak Tagalog but when you're out there where you are most of the time, like almost a whole day, you spend like eight hours in school, it's all English. Yeah. And I also remember being very confused about Tagalog and English because <laughs> at home I was with my sister and her husband and mm-hmm. I couldn't even speak Tagalog because her husband is American. Oh. <laughs> so I had to speak in English all the time. And when I would, like the only time I'd be able to speak Tagalog is when I'd call my family members in the Philippines Oh, okay. So that's how I kind of remember the language. I have a lot of friends who don't know how to speak Tagalog anymore. Mm. (laughs) But, you know, that's their native language. And then they migrated to the U.S. around the same age as we did. But they don't remember how to speak the language anymore. Yeah, and they only understand it. Like, they can't speak it, but they understand. Mm -hmm, They understand. I think they can speak a little bit, but they can't speak it fluently anymore. Yeah, that's how, like, my little brother is. He only knows one word. It's like, Ligo. Ligo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Ligo means so to shower, by the way, for those people who don't speak. Tagalog. Yeah. <laughs> and so what were your parents' hopes for your new life in Singapore and in the U.S.? Okay. Um, a little backstory again. Um, my parents did not grow up as fortunate as others. Mm-hmm. I remember them, like, them telling me stories about like, my grandparents lived from paycheck to paycheck every single day. So they basically only earned enough to afford food for one day every day. 
So um, my brother and I are like fortunate to have parents who work extremely hard so that we don't experience what they went through. Like the hardship of not being able to know, um, would I have enough money to afford food for today and stuff like that. So their main goal and what they always try to do is to like improve our way of life. And mm-hmm. so I guess that's why my dad like grabs every opportunity that we can at a better chance of a good future. Yeah, and I think that's like every Filipino parent's goal. (laughs) Why they move to a different country is to just give their family a better future and better opportunities. So what was the most difficult part about leaving the Philippines? Do you remember it? Because I know you were very young when you left. Yeah, six years old. I remember it now, looking back. Back then, I probably didn't know how big of a change that would have made. But looking back, like I can like comprehend it better. So the hardest thing was definitely leaving family and friends, you know, Mm -hmm. leaving the people that you grew up with and who you saw every day. And another thing was food. Oh, for sure. (laughs) I definitely missed it. Jollibee. Oh, my gosh. Jollibee is the best. (laughs) I don't think anything can beat Jollibee. It's just like the ultimate Filipino comfort food. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, my gosh. Now we have to drive like four hours. Uh, to go to, to go Virginia. To, yeah, Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the closest. <laughs> okay. What was your journey to... Well, first you moved to Singapore, right? Mm-hmm. How long were you there? We were there for nine years, almost 10 years. That's where oh, I wow. was. Yeah, that's basically where I grew up. But well, well, Singapore is like a melting pot as well. Oh, so yeah. you were exposed to different culture and languages. Yeah, so what that's... language did you speak when you were there? Okay, in elementary school, I had to pick uh, a second language, and I Mm -hmm. chose Chinese. So I know a little bit of Mandarin. Oh, interesting. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And um, in high school, I did another language. I did French. Oh, we. Yeah, (laughs) we, we. (laughs) Oh, French. You know, I used to study French when I was in middle school, and now I'm just trying to study it through Duolingo. Oh, Duolingo. Yeah, it's the best. What else have you learned? Well, I know a little bit of Kapampangan. Like, I can understand, Ah. but I can barely speak the language. Okay, is that where your family's from? Yeah, so my mom is actually from Pampanga, and then my dad is from Bulacan. Oh, cool. Yeah. But I'm more fluent in Tagalog. In Tagalog, oh yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. That's so cool how you know, like, the dialect, though. I don't know any dialects in Filipino. Where are your parents from? Like, they're both from Manila. Oh, I see. Yeah. So it's like Tagalog. It's just Tagalog. <laughs> <laughs> but you still speak Tagalog, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, fluently. Mm, so that's good. Tagalog. Does your brother, is he trying to learn how to speak Tagalog? or? We try to make him say things, but he doesn't want to. I don't know. He, he says it, like... It sounds weird. <laughs> it sounds weird. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny because when sometimes I speak in Taglish and people are telling me, oh my goodness, you're speaking Spanish, English, and some other language all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It definitely sounds like Spanish. Yeah. Because, I mean, we were colonized for hundreds of years. So there's definitely a lot of Spanish influences in our culture. So it's like easy for us to learn Spanish. You should learn Spanish if you want oh, another language. Man. Yeah, I mean, it's really practical to learn it because Mm -hmm. there are a lot of Spanish-speaking people in the U.S. And I think it's going to be very beneficial, especially if you're applying for a job because they really like people who are multilingual. 
Yeah, yeah. But it looks good on the resume. It definitely does. <laughs> but I really like French, so we'll see about that. <laughs> yeah, it sounds so romantic. I love right? it. Right? <laughs> anyway, what was it like when you first arrived in the U.S.? Like from Singapore to the U.S., right? You were in, yes. initially in Singapore. Yep, definitely the the weather. <laughs> That's oh, the first yeah? thing I noticed. It was so cold. We got here in February, so it was like mm-hmm. in the middle of winter. And that's the first thing I noticed. It was cold. And I've always wanted to go here. I was so tired of how hot it was all the time in Singapore. Yeah. So is, is the weather in Singapore kind of like the weather in the Philippines where it's tropical year-round? Yes, yes. We're right at the equator, too. Oh, man. So <laughs> we only have two seasons, rain or sun. <laughs> oh, okay. So very similar to the weather of the uh, weather in the Philippines. Yep, yep. What surprised you the most? Did you have any like culture shock? A culture shock? Yeah. Because my impression of the U.S., like my main source for a look through into the U.S. is just the American movies. Mm -hmm. And what I used to watch is like Mean Girls (laughs) and stuff like that. So did you expect to see a Regina George somewhere? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was trying to look for one when I moved like in high school. But everybody was actually really nice, which kind of surprised me. That's good. At least you didn't get to, well, at least you didn't go to one of those schools where there are a lot of mean kids. Yeah, there's, I did not find any like bullies or anything like that. So I was pretty lucky. I was a lucky one. (laughs) What did you miss about uh, Singapore after coming to the US? Um, Definitely the the people and um, the culture. There's people from all over the world like you can see um each one every day when you go out mm-hmm. um like all the food as well the food courts have like different um varieties of food so oh can, yes like, yeah I, I saw that in like a crazy rich asian <laughs> segment and i was like oh my gosh i want to go to singapore and try that it looked really good i think they were selling chicken like hainanese chicken or something hainanese chicken oh yeah. yes yeah the best one in singapore is called tian tian that's definitely tian, tian. yeah that is the one that's the michelin store one or is it yeah okay we better take note of that then <laughs> tian 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 yep um if you want to go to singapore i definitely recommend it it's like a good place in my opinion it's a good place to like visit not mm-hmm. to live in because everything is so expensive there oh really yeah who was the most helpful with getting you settled? Mm, when we moved here, mm-hmm. we we actually have a we met a friend who are Filipinos as well. Like we knew my dad grew up with this with his best friend and he knew somebody who lived here and so he introduced us with them and they're sort of like the ones that made this place like home. Yeah. Yeah, cuz I don't know if you feel this too like you look for other Filipinos as well Filipino community Mm -hmm. wherever you moved and they sort of got us into that family base here yeah and I think being surrounded by Filipinos also make you feel closer to home yeah you don't feel like you're in a different country when Filipinos are together in a party it's just like you're in the Philippines you know (laughs) there's lechon there's a lot of Filipino food there's karaoke lumpia yeah lumpia oh my favorite (laughs) that's really nice and I I think that's what we did too. We had a lot of Filipino friends who helped us get settled when I arrived here. Mm-hmm. And they made me feel at home. Even though, you know, during the first few months, you really get homesick. Yeah. 
But, you know, being surrounded by good people really makes a difference. Yeah. When you moved here, did you move alone? Like only you? No. So my sister picked me up. Okay. Okay. And then we came all together. I remember coming here during winter as well. It was like January 1st, new year, new life. That's what I told myself. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Well, obviously in Tagalog because I barely know how to English. And I was so scared. I remember going to school and everyone was looking at me. And I I didn't want to go and introduce myself because I, I don't know how to speak the language. So I just said, hi, I'm Carissa. And then I sat down. I was so embarrassed. But, you know, I survived and it gets better. It gets better. You make friends. Mm-hmm. And it's also good to be here because you're constantly exposed to different kinds of people. Yeah, I like it. We both know that migration can be hard. So where do you find strength during difficult times? I just always try to remember why we moved here in the first place. Like what that the reason behind that is. And for me, it's um, definitely to find like a good future opportunities, like grabbing opportunities and um, trying to... I don't know, teach mm-hmm. other people about my culture because that's yeah. like really important to me. Sticking to my values and I guess sharing that with the people here and letting them know like how we are in the Philippines. Yeah. yeah. And we have a very rich culture, so we shouldn't be ashamed of it. Yeah. You know, whenever I miss the Philippines, I talk about it more often. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like I'm doing my part as a Filipino citizen to, to share our experiences there Yeah. to the rest of the world. Yeah, I like that too. So let me ask you this. How do you think migration has changed you? Oh, okay. Um, definitely, it has allowed me to like be open to change. Yeah, it's really brought on. I, I keep repeating this because it's so true. Um, it's really brought on so many opportunities in my life. You know, moving definitely allowed me to learn about like the different cultures. And that's like my favorite part of it. Learning, yes. Yeah, learning the different cultures of different people. And I think that really helped me like understand um, how people are. And so I think now I'm a little bo- a little bit more understanding towards other people. Like um, you're more empathetic. Em- empathetic, yeah. That's what I was gonna say too. And I think it also forces you to get out of your comfort zone. Yes, yes, definitely. It it has. It's allowed me to like learn. It forced me to learn English. If I stayed in the mm-hmm. Philippines, I probably would not know anything. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think that migration is very helpful if you want to grow as a person. Yeah, And if you want to better understand society, because it's not just black and white. I think if you're moving to a different country, you'll realize the different day-to-day situations of different kinds of people. Well, I would recommend people to try to live in a different country for maybe six months to one year. Yeah. Because it will really change you for the better. Yeah, it forces yeah. you to grow up. Too. And to sure. find because you're gonna be by yourself <laughs> you have to like find a way of what you like what you don't like you get to know that so that when you come back i guess um you can apply the things that you learn yeah, and like you're a whole different person less entitled and more compassionate okay so let's talk about hopes and realities how does your experience compare to what you expected yeah um like i said the only um, sores that I have looking to the U.S. when I came here, I thought people were gonna be mean because of Mean Girls, <laughs> but people are actually really nice. You know, um, mm-hmm. 
in the Philippines, I guess, or in Singapore, people wouldn't like really hold the door out for you when you go out. Yeah, I noticed that too. Whenever I'm walking, people will just wave at me and smile at me and say, hey, good morning. Yeah, yeah I love I really that. Like that. I love that attitude too. So um, when I like visit the Philippines, I want to show them that I'm gonna like say hi and good morning to other people so that they try to do that and realize, oh, hey, that is nice. Yeah, it, I mean, it's really a good gesture to just greet a person, and it really makes a difference, right? You're sharing positivity. That little thing can really create like a big impact in their mm-hmm. day. What have been your greatest sources of joy? Greatest sources of yeah. joy? Um, right now, like in the time that we're mm-hmm. in, Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? Who also has really good selection of movies right now? Hulu? Oh, okay. What what movies have you been watching? Oh, I watched um, Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's mm-hmm. Tale. Oh, I think I actually read the book of that oh, one. Oh, you did? It's good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Book. I didn't know there was a movie. Yeah, well, it's like a series. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. I, I want to ask you this other question, too. Can you think of like, a time where you felt unwelcomed as an immigrant or when you felt different? I think there were definitely times when I was like in high school because when I first moved here, people were like asking like, hey, where are you from? I didn't know you can speak English so well. Yeah, It's a good thing that I was brought to Singapore Mm -hmm. first so that I could like practice and learn English before moving here. here. Yeah, because when I moved here, people literally were like, hey, where are you from? And I said, I said where I'm from, like the town in the u.s and they were like really no, where from? are you really Which from the most annoying yeah <laughs> ever. Why? why would you ask me that yeah like what about you where are you from <laughs> <laughs> oh it's so funny yeah but other than that i think it's been good i think i've been lucky not to have um a bad experience yet yeah that's good i think i experienced this when i was in middle school because i really fit Mm -hmm. the asian stereotype i was in advanced math i was wearing glasses i was so (laughs) nerdy and i was just reading books all the time felt weird to be myself because everyone wants to be the same you know when you're growing up you want to you want to fit in yeah you want to fit in so that's the word Mm -hmm. you want to fit in And so I struggled with that for quite some time until I got to the point where I'm like, you know what, whatever, I'm just going to be myself and I'm not going to change just to fit in. I want to be my authentic self regardless of what other people think. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So it took me a while, though, to get to that point. Like it was not an overnight um, thing wherein, you know what, tomorrow I'm not going to care about what they say. It was really a process. So V, what is the thing that you're proudest of so far and why? The proudest of? I would have to say it's because, oh, it's crazy. I didn't I didn't feel like I graduated because there was no I know. ceremony. It's really, <laughs> did you guys not have any virtual uh, graduation? No, I all I got was my diploma in the mail. Gosh, that sucks. <laughs> I really hope once this pandemic is over, you guys can have the... A graduation party or something like a formal one yeah i thought we were gonna do a virtual one but we <laughs> oh, didn't no but it's funny when covid mm-hmm. started every all like all of us were just playing around just joking around saying that we're probably just gonna get our diploma in and the mail <laughs> and, and <it's, laughs> that's actually what that's happened really 
Well, we are so proud of you, V. You know, it's a really great accomplishment to uh, finish strong despite the situation. How are you feeling? Oh, I'm, I'm feeling so good. Oh my gosh. But um, I'm actually applying to master's programs wow. right now. So this education does not stop oh, there. Sure. <laughs> That's good, though, that you're constantly learning. Yeah, definitely right now is the time to like work on yourself. So that after this pandemic, you're going to come out new. and Like a better version of yourself. The better version. <laughs> yes, exactly. I think that you have to constantly work on yourself. Like create a better version of you every year. Every year, yep. Yeah, I always plan myself. Like in the beginning of year, I always like make a list of things that I want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And like that really helps like set a direction I want to work with. Like what I want to focus on for that year. Really oh really helps. you know i tried to do that but i mm-hmm. never accomplish it <laughs> i think i think what's wrong with what i'm doing is because i'm putting too much in that list uh, so it was okay. hard for me to focus on like accomplishing one task so this year i decided to just limit what i write on the list and create an action plan yeah yeah i heard do you know what's her name the the girl that wrote the book oh gosh i forgot the title but she mentioned in her book that people can only work on one goal at a time. And before moving on to the next one, you have to accomplish that goal. I think I read a quote that says, we overestimate what we can do in a day and underestimate what we can, what we can do in a year. I think that kind there of matches yeah. with what you said, right? To just take it day by day yeah, and not overwhelm yourself. Yeah. You can only do so much, but... <sighs> or I think what's wrong with the list I made is that it wasn't realistic. It's not time-bound. Time-bound, yeah. What's the list? Like, what's the rule on a goal? It has to be attainable, like an acronym. It has to be attainable. Attainable. Like time-bound. Time-bound. <laughs> That's the only two I remember. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we can just Google it later. Um, yeah, yep. Google it. So moving on, if someone you knew were planning on migrating to the u.s what would you tell them like what should they expect i guess if i was gonna give them advice just be yourself as long as like you stick to your values and um i guess yeah whatever just as long as you stick to your values you can you can face anything you know as long as you persevere and you don't step on anyone you're good to go Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. What do you wish people knew about immigrants? I want them to like understand that we're we're doing this in search of like having a good life, <laughs> I guess, like a better opportunity, like I mentioned. Um and that we're all just the same, you know, like we're all just trying to work hard so that we can like provide a good life for a family Mm -hmm. and i'm glad you said that we're all the same because you know racism is kind of rampant well it never really went away but people are speaking up about it now because of the blm movement and we're all the same regardless of our skin color we're all humans we all just want to succeed in life and to be able to pay it forward now that we are Talking about skin color and the BLM movement, what can you say about some Asian parents telling their kids to not get involved? Oh, that's a difficult one because you know how hard it is to um, 
Yeah. <laughs> um, I get that too. Like, I know, I understand, like, from their point of view, they don't want us to get involved for, like, the sake of our safety. Mm-hmm. As long as that's, like, the issue, I think that's totally fine. But it's really important to, like, educate your parents why it's important to get on that, I don't know, this movement, I guess. Because it really is going to make a change in how... Like, for your future children, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, everybody's going to get affected. If nobody takes action on this, I don't know how it's going to be in the future. If we just keep going down that path that we are we were going in. Yeah, and I love how you said that we should educate our parents on why we are supporting such movement. Anyway, what are the most important things that people could do to make the process of coming to a new country better? Definitely being open to um, to change, mm-hmm. you know? Um, just don't be afraid to try new things. I agree with that. Also, come prepared, right? Like, probably learn the language ahead of time make connections yes and another really important thing is try to keep in contact with like the people that you left behind like your family right now it's really easy because thank god for facetime um zoom and stuff like that it's really easy to communicate with our family Mm -hmm. Hmm. what is the definition of family in from lilo and stitch Oh my gosh, I don't know. What? <laughs> Ohana. Ohana means family. Oh. And family means nobody gets left behind. <laughs> Interesting. Well, thank you for educating <laughs> me because I used to watch Lilo and Stitch and I don't even remember that. Oh my uh, god. <laughs> so embarrassing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, V, thank you so much for being here today and for sharing your experiences and for having this conversation with me. Of course, thank you so much. Oh my gosh, I feel so honored. I don't know. Um, I didn't mention this, but I was really excited when you told me to like, hey, be on my podcast. Oh my I god! Like, oh. <laughs> well, I really wanted to do this podcast, and I couldn't think of anyone else to do it with but you. I had such a great conversation with you today, and I really appreciate all the things that you said and all your experiences that you willingly shared with us. So thank you. And I hope that this podcast will be able to help anyone who just recently migrated to the U.S. or wants to migrate. So that's it, you guys. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.